Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to another episode of the Laxist Furnace with me, Robert. With me, And that Moa is. Back at it again. Um, what is this? Hot seat? Yes, sir. Sorry, not sorry. Sorry, not sorry. Um, this is our little apologetics segment <coughs> where we ask each other questions about. It's like Christian stuff, isn't it? Yeah. Well, <laughs> or, or, quest- or questions, questions we think non-Christian stuff. All Christians, all Christians, all Christians ask, yeah. might ask, yeah. and we have to defend it or explain it away or just like give give our interpretation about what, whatever it is we're talking about. Hopefully, biblically, mm-hmm. yes. Well, we try and get there. Try and get there. Cool. Do you want to go first, Peter, or do you want me to go first? Uh, you go first. Cool. Okay. Hold on, this is about to be revenge. Oh no 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 no, no. <laughs> fam. Man is so sanctified out here. <laughs> we don't do. <laughs> that sounds like a grand track. So sanctified, so sanctified. So, <laughs> so um, what do you say to people who say things like, "If you can't speak in tongues, you haven't been, you don't have the Holy Spirit within you." I can't, say, I can't say it on a podcast, no, I'm joking. Um, <laughs> um, if you can't speak in tongues, you don't have the Holy Spirit in you. Yeah. Um, or that you haven't yet experienced God. You haven't yet experienced because God. Because that's, 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 that's something I've heard a few times. All right. So, I would, my first argument would be in relations to um there being no direct correlation between speaking in tongues and the process of sanctification so the process of god actually making you into what he already calls you which is holy there is no that biblically there's no direct correlation between um speaking in tongues and being made holy before god um we, we, um and the, the bible says that all those who um are born again are born of the spirit yes baba yeah you can hold on to that one it's turned off um all those who have been like the power that raised jesus has raised us from the dead yes okay i'm gonna continue talking but you can talk into that mic okay Um, so the the fact that Jesus, Jesus' death, life and resurrection has been something that I have received. Mm. I don't then need to validate it to you as a human that I have received Jesus by speaking in tongues. Because what you perceive outwardly, Jesus, who saves me, perceives inwardly there will be things that will demonstrate my faith to you. And that should be the way that I live. The way that I interact with people, me being a new create uh, creation, a new creature, should demonstrate my faith, not speaking in tongues. Mm. Now, speaking in tongues very well might demonstrate someone's faith. But the mark of the Holy Spirit is a transformed life. And sure. so if you can speak in tongues, but you don't have a transformed life. I'll be questioning if you... I'll speak here. Are actually speaking in tongues. 
and plus if you have actually received the Holy Spirit. Mm. Now, obviously, I know that sanctification is a process, and so some of the outwardly things that you're doing might not drop off as soon as you start speaking in tongues. It'll be a process. But at the same measure, can you cannot deny my faith or my relationship with God because of one a lack of one external thing. Mm. You need to look at my life as a totality. And you think that once you speak in tongues, you you you, you can speak in tongues forever, or do you think that you I can believe- you can get to it and lose it? So. However people might take this, I try not to speak in tongues. And my wife has just called me a weirdo. And it's like, and the re- Peter's looking at me like, how are you going to justify this? Elaborate. And, and it... Peter's telling me off. Um, repeat yourself. Weirdo. And, the, and when I say I try not to speak in tongues, it's because of the... Not... Okay, so I try not to speak in tongues because of the abuses that I can't, I've seen with it. But the reason I do that isn't necessarily to quench the gift, but because I want to emphasize that it's right use. You are quenching it though. So it's a case in which... <laughs> just <laughs> That's against Bible. So it's, it's a sense in which, um, for example, when you're in a prayer meeting, it's not for everyone to speak in tongues because it's not edifying. You're edifying yourself. Mm. And if you're in a prayer meeting, I don't want to hear you praying on the mic in tongues. No. I want to hear what you're saying. I want to be able to amen what you're saying. Okay, so we went to a prayer meeting mm-hmm. and I prayed for you in tongues. But that's the thing. So, you now were, so it wasn't it yeah, wasn't Moses. it wasn't just you praying for me. There was somebody else. Mm. Th- there was like a group of like five people praying for me. I'm not that much of a sinner. He's so I am. special. Okay, it's like the main person who was praying was praying in English, mm. and most of the people around me that were praying were praying in English. And yes, you were praying in tongues, mm-hmm. but you kept on coming back into it in English. And so I was getting the gist of what you were saying. And plus, you weren't just the only person praying. You were in a cohort of other people who were praying. More and the, the predominant person who was called to pray for me was praying in English, and so in me, a men in the you were prayer, just ad libbing in tongues. <laughs> so in I me, a, in me, a men in the prayer. I'm a man in what I understood from the prayer. But if the entirety of the prayer was in tongues, I have no understanding of what you just prayed over me. Mm. And True. obviously, I can say amen in faith that you have just spoken something good over me. But in essence, I have no idea what you just prayed over me. But I did tell you after. Yeah, you did tell me after. And plus, it's like, I know you. I know your character and I know you're my wife. Like, hopefully my wife is not going to be praying for my downfall. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like that. You so, never know. So no, my, my, did you sign a prenup? <laughs> so Mo tries not to speak in tongues. Mm. And I try to speak in tongues as oh. much as possible. And it's like, I see it as speaking in tongues is something that edifies me. Mm. And so you try not to edify us. No, no. So (laughs) it's a case in which, when I am praying by myself, cool. Mm. But when I'm in a public place, I try to speak in a manner that others can hear. But then tongues is a sign for unbelievers, so then you'd have to do it in public in order for it to be a sign. But the thing is, it it becomes um, not inconsequential, but it doesn't have as much of an impact or effect unless there's someone who can interpret and bring clarity and bring meaning. Now, I know that unless you pray in tongues in a public place, 
that those who have the gift of interpretation won't necessarily be able to exercise that gift and stuff like that. But the predominant way that I have seen it used currently ain't no one bringing on interpretation. Like, even the gift of interpreting tongues is not even something that I hear preached as much as seeking tongues. I hear a lot about seek to pray in tongues, blah, 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 but not about interpretation. Why do you think people... What am I not supposed to ask you? No, no, you are. You are. It's, it's just one question now. But you're. It's cool. <laughs> <laughs> I'm yeah, sorry. I was upstairs. So yeah. Why do you think people put so much emphasis on tongues as so, a gift? Biblically, I know that um, in the Book of Acts, tongues have often um, been associated with people being filled with the Holy Spirit. Now, interestingly, it was a mark of being filled, but it wasn't a sign um, that persisted afterwards. Mm-hmm. So it was mentioned they were filled and they spoke in tongues, but we, were, we aren't told if they continue to or if they stopped afterwards. And I know that Paul says, I thank God that I speak in tongues more than you guys um, and stuff like that. So there's that one instance in which there was a continuation of speaking in tongues, mm. but the rest, we, it doesn't actually specify that they spoke in tongues after the initial infilling. Mm. And even in the case of the apostles, we don't even know concretely if they spoke in tongues because it doesn't say. Paul was the only Apart person. from the upper room where... Yeah, yeah. when they were filled... Yeah. Um, Acts 2 when they were filled and so and even that people the people who were listening to them understood what they were saying so they were speaking in different languages so they understood what they were saying and so it's like we have placed an emphasis on it there is um, it is portrayed in the Bible and rightly so we've placed an emphasis on it but I feel as though sometimes we can place so much of an emphasis on something because it is a recognizable sign that something has happened and we don't necessarily that the harder work of looking for the more subtle signs of god's continued work in someone is sometimes neglected um it's because church is fake and you can put it on (gasps) say because church is (laughs) fake and you can put it on this that's exactly what i was going to say like someone says sometimes it looks like their tongues is e Q O C, E Q O C. Sounds like tongues. Just keep saying E Q O C. You're cool. Should have bought a Honda. 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 I'll forgive you. <laughs> Listen, I think as well though. Like, I I understand that it can be overused or overemphasized. Like in some church services where they're like. And now everybody's speaking tongues, mm. and it's like, bro, for what? <laughs> like, I don't understand why we're doing this. Um, but I think personally, growing up in a Pentecostal church, I was literally indoctrinated to believe that if I didn't speak in tongues, I didn't have the Holy Spirit, mm. and therefore I was going to hell. Okay. Mm. <laughs> so when I first spoke in tongues, when I was like 10, 11. I didn't know what it was for other than to prove I had the Holy Spirit. Mm, right. And so I got filled and I spoke in tongues maybe for three months. Mm. And then I was like, okay, I proved it to everyone now. And then I didn't speak in tongues again. When, hey, can I talk? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm agreeing with you. I'm agreeing with you. Like, look at the, like, someone has gotten such a, a great gift. Mm. And it's like the whole essence of it is just washed away. <laughs> yeah, so... and and. 
as such, I didn't know that it was important to continue. Mm. And so I almost felt like I lost it because I got it at such an early age. Like, I don't remember what mood I was in, like, what happened or, like, you know, to, to recreate that or, like, for it to come again. And I believed that I had lost the gift of tongues. Like, I was never going to speak in tongues again. Like, and when I got to 20-something... Um, I was in a church service at New Wine and the guy was like, oh, I was going to bring this message, but God told me we need to talk about speaking in tongues. And so he did a whole message on it and he was, at the end, like the altar call part, right? He did different altar calls. So like for people that have never spoken in tongues before that want to receive it. And then he did an altar call for like, for people that used to speak in tongues and feel like they can't speak in tongues anymore. And I was like, mm-hmm, that's me, yeah, but like... At this point, I had run out of faith that I was going to get this thing again. Mm. And in, in my life, I had seen people get the gift of tongues over and over and over and over again, right? Mm. But just didn't know how to access it. And that night, I spoke in tongues again. And the the preacher was saying, like, it's a language. But in order for your language to develop, you have to practice it. Mm. Like any language, if you if you only say your one shonda for the rest of your life, like that's gonna be the only word you say in your tongue because you don't practice. And by Suzuki's as well. (laughs) (laughs) And so I was so excited that I used to speak in tongues as much as I could. Like I was working at a nursery and I would volunteer to wash up the dishes so that I could be in the kitchen practicing tongues. Mm. And now like I have mentees who say to me right like when i heard you speak in tongues it was like you had bare words like it was like whole paragraphs and sentences and i was like yeah but this is because i've been i've been trying to Mm. exercise this muscle Mm. to the point where i asked god for interpretation of tongues i don't know if i can interpret other people's tongues but i know what i'm saying Mm. which is important yeah Mm. and yeah so it's seen the abuses in which I'm not disregarding it from the perspective of I don't want to do it or it's not necessary, mm. but rather um, there are so many demonstrations of it going wrong that I want to be someone who helps demonstrate it rightly. And he's and in so one of them churches where they don't really bust out mm. in tongues like that. Uh, you'd be surprised, you know. Well, hey. I've been there a couple of times. Hey, I'm not to be dropping a couple shonders, you know. <laughs> See what I mean? Couple, couple, sh- couple shonders, <laughs> like obviously, God is here. Shut up with a Honda. But nah, like yeah. Um, so that was your question. Yep. Pete, do you have one? Truth hurts. Truth hurts. Truth hurts. <laughs> Is that the question? No, I was trying to sing the song, but I can't remember the rest <laughs> <laughs> I should song for like 8710. Anyway, um, so I have heard someone say that sometimes we, you know, like someone will go and have an infidelity mm-hmm. and tell his wife so that, you know, he is completely honest. Mm. But someone said, are you telling her so that, to be completely honest, are you telling her so that you feel like you've got it off your chest? So my question is, what do you say if someone comes to you and they've had an infidelity mm-hmm. and they're asking your opinion on it, on whether or not they should tell their, you know, a significant other? Christian? No. Or just a normal person? Just a normal person. Okay. 
and they are. <laughs> she said normal person like Christians like normal person. <laughs> <laughs> they are cognizant of the fact that this thing they've done could crush the other person. Mm-hmm. And they're also cognizant of the fact that at the back of their mind, they are probably just telling this person to clear their own conscience. Mm. And it's more about them than it is about the other person. Mm-hmm. What do you suggest that person does? I'll say tell them. Regardless uh, of the consequences. I'll say, because my thing is, yeah, yeah, you're currently telling them to clear your consequence. And it's more so about you. But mm. as soon as you tell them, mm. it's no longer about you. Well, you can still make it about you and mm. make it about what the person didn't do for you and why blah, 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 and make guilt trip, blah, blah, blah. So make the person feel like they need to do better mm. to keep you, which some people try to do. Um, but now you're at that person's mercy, whether the person's okay. going to stay or not. Okay. So there's a decision that that person needs to make. Now you can manipulate that, that situation, mm. definitely. But there's still going to be a decision that that person is going to make, whether manipulated or not. It's the decisions in their hands to make. Mm. Um, I, I would always be like, openness and honesty is is the best way forward. Um, as difficult as it might be, um, but again, it, it boils down to, but you got bigger problems. Um, <laughs> True. Okay. Um, but yeah, I would I would say from my perspective, I think you should be open and honest with her. If if this is a marriage. Mm. If it, if it is a marriage, then I'd be like, yo, you've committed yourself to this person. Even if it's not in a, in a um, church, you did it in like a registry office, whatever. You have stood in front of people and committed yourself to this person. Yes, there will be um, consequences for what you've done. But as human beings, we need to know that our actions have consequences. And we need to be able, that's part of owning up to our mistakes is dealing with the consequences. So if you're man or woman enough to sleep, to um, sleep with somebody else other than your partner, mm. then you should be able to face the consequences. Now, even if you don't tell them and it's niggling at the back of your head, the back of your mind, it's going to affect the way that you interact with them. Mm. And if... It's going to affect the way that you interact with them. And if um, you try to keep it and they discover it, by means of going through your phone or mm. the way you've, um, your behaving is different mm-hmm. or whatever, or like the person sends back pictures or something that you said. Them was, nudes. You know, like that. Mm. Um, <laughs> happened to one of my boys, it's so peak. About <laughs> 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 Facebook. Oh, mud! Facebook um, nudes. Fa- no, 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 no. <laughs> the girl found his girl via Facebook and then sent the stuff. To, to the girl? Yes. Oh, and it's, it's them ones where it's like, in the age that we're in now, where you there are websites which are advocating um, illicit relationships of married people. Yeah, yeah. Ashley Madison? Why are you advertising that on the thing? No, because they've been shut down. Oh, cool. Because they got hacked and then their, <laughs> list, their list came out. They got hacked and then like, I think people committed suicide. The army oh. generals that had to resign. Because they were found out to be on Ashley Madison having illicit relationships. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, some of these hackers are unjobbed, you know. So, um, stuff like this can happen, and when they do, the sense of betrayal runs deeper than if you actually tell the person. Mm. Obviously, they're still gonna feel betrayed, but it's like um, Beyonce has got a line. 
in one of her songs. It's so like, are you about to quote Beyonce? Done. Uh, where she's like, Beehive. Um, would I rather be jealous or crazy? And talking about Jay Z's affair. Mm, fam, that album was so fire. Lemonade. So she, yeah. So she's talking about like. I don't even like lemonade. I'm. I'm je- I feel jealous because like I can sense something happening. Mm. Do I just sit with this or do I just go for you? So it's like that. There is that that balance, okay. and it's just yeah. There will be a repercussion, even if you're Mr. Smooth, you're able to play it off, blah, blah, blah. It's going to be niggling at the back of your head. Somewhere, somewhere down the line, it's going to come out. The sense of betrayal is going to be there. I'll say, yo, you did this. Own up to it. If you lose a person as a, as a consequence, hopefully you learn for your next relationship. <laughs> hopefully. Mm. If you don't lose a person, hopefully you don't do this again thinking, oh, the person's going to stick around. Um, but just evaluate what your priorities are. So I'll say, okay. yeah, tell them. Fair enough. Tell them. Cool. I'm happy with the answer. Jim, do you have a question for me? <coughs> All right. <laughs> um, no. My question is, if I got christened as a child, yeah, mm-hmm. and that, and I gave my life to Christ later, mm-hmm. do I need to get baptised? <laughs> doctrinal questions you know there. What? I'll say yes. Um, and the reason I'll say yes is, okay, so this one is a bit hit and miss because I know that I was asking my vicar around um, infant baptism. Okay. And I was like, I don't agree with infant baptism. So, and he was like, no, like, our church does it. So, obviously, he agrees with it. And I was like, oh, like, why? I wasn't a vicar, I was a children's minister. That's a good conversation of a children's minister. And she was like, um, in the Bible, when we see the head of a household, in the New Testament, when we see the head of a household accepting Jesus, it says him and his household were baptized. And so, thank you, Bashi. Uh, it was almost seen as with him receiving salvation, salvation came to his household. Mm. So um, Cornelius, the jailer, um, his, him and his household were baptized. Yeah. And so if your parents are Christians and you're born into the Christian household, then you've quote-unquote inherited the faith and you're baptized as well. Mm. And that's the premise that they take. Now, there might be fuller scriptures and fuller reasons behind this, but this was like the rough gist that they gave. Mm. But I still hold on to faith being personal and faith being something that um, you profess Mm. and you exhibit. Now, I know that from the Anglican perspective, they will do infant baptisms and then once you have accepted Jesus for yourself, they will confirm you. Right. As in confirmation of the baptism you have received as a child before you came to faith. Mm. So if you are to serve within the Anglican church, I believe you have to be confirmed. Right. Um, or have gone through that process. Mm. Um, and so if I was to try to take on more direct thing I think I would have to go through the confirmation process as well I might be mistaken Um, so confirmations is confirming the baptism that you've already received from the Anglican perspective okay Um, but I don't know within other denominations Um, and so I I would I would say personally I would say yes be baptised 
simply because it is a conscious display that you're making, mm. um, that you, are, you, you died with Christ and now you're alive with him, you're raised with him. Um, yes, it was done on your behalf as a child, but this is something that you, you are, get to. you get to do, you get to choose, you get to do. Um, yeah, go for it. Um, so <clears throat> following on from this question, so if I if I got baptized mm -hmm. and then I was at done this Christian thing and I backslid for bare long, when I come back, can I can I get dunked again? No, I'll say no. <laughs> we baptize. You know, like that. To wash my sins away again. Mm. Um I'll say is it bad if I do? No. I, is it bad if you backslide? Yes. If, <laughs> 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 no, if I get baptized again. Um, don't put your finger in my knees. Okay. Um, I was saying it wouldn't be bad that you got baptized, but it would be bad on the leadership of your church wow. <laughs> for rebaptizing, <laughs> knowing that you've been baptized already. Um, and it's simply because if you backslid and you came back and got rebaptized, then that's almost insinuating. Anytime you drift from the Lord and come back, he needs to get rebaptized. Mm -hmm. I, I don't believe that's the case. Um, I believe that, yes, as Christians, we shouldn't, but sometimes we will go through extended periods or periods where we're not feeling the Lord too tough. Mm -hmm. Something might be happening. We might be, we might be feeling like, like God is not on our side or whatever. We might have suffered a bereavement or something and we're just not feeling and sometimes it's just we've just entered a new relationship and lust is just taking over. Mm. And so amen. <laughs> no. Wow. No. Don't amen lust taking over you. <laughs> and so the reality is we're not feeling the relationship with God because we know that it's like it, it confronts... Yeah, for some whatever, whatever reason, we, we're not feeling that relationship. And so we go through periods of times where we're not in right relationship with God doesn't necessarily mean that when we get back into right relationship with God that we need to say the sinner's prayer again or we need to get rebaptized or I don't believe in saying the sinner's prayers in the first place. Um well, that's a different situation. Um I believe once you've been baptized it's, it's it's a demonstration of your faith. Once you have chosen to be baptized it's a demonstration of your choice of the um not your choice but your reception of faith. Um and regardless of whatever happens afterwards, that outward expression still stands. Mm. And it stands, hopefully, as a, as a display of an inward conviction, rather than the outward expression then leading to the inward conviction. Mm. Um, so yeah, once baptized, I believe you're cool. I've heard some stuff from people that like, um, one person was like, oh, when I was younger, I used to steal money from the offering, offering plate. <laughs> It's God for gonna forgive me, and then the leader asks, "Have you been baptized?" Yes. Oh yeah, God's forgiven all of that. Then I'm like, "What?" Like nature of the baptism. What? Yeah. I think I was going to add that um, you wanting to get rebaptized more says about says more about maybe you understand what baptism mm -hmm. is than anything else. And I think like Mo said, maybe your leader should um, the leader should look to. Educate that person yeah. more. So yeah. what is what is baptism? Baptism is this. So baptism is a, it's an external symbol of the internal conversion. 
So when you when you're saved, you you die to self and you're alive in Christ. Mm. So as you're baptized, it's symbolizing dying to self as you go into the water, and as you come out, Be being raised. alive in Christ. And that's why, like sprinkling on the head, that's that's not death. That's just sprinkling on the head. Well, if if you're being sprinkled with acid, <laughs> you die. <laughs> hey, if your father's sprinkling with acid, yeah, you're in a cult. <laughs> I can say that comfortably. You're in a cult. Yeah. Um, I think it's it's worth. Notice as well that baptism doesn't get you into heaven. It doesn't. And, it and doesn't. that's another thing. Like, yeah. when I was younger, I thought, if I don't get My baptized, virtue, I ain't yeah. getting in. Because I have received Christ, but you have to be baptized yeah. as well. So is that's it an, okay. a necessary part of, to, uh, part of your It isn't walk? a necessity, but it's something that is highly advised. Um, so even Paul was saying that, I'm glad I didn't, bapti- I didn't come baptizing. Mm-hmm. Like, he baptized two people. Um, but it's like, I'm glad I didn't come baptizing, but just preach the gospel to you too. And that, that's like of first importance. Um, but it's very much like, you don't need to have a wedding in the quote unquote, the sense of the shindig wedding. You, I can literally just go sign a register, whatever, and just get my pastor to bless me and then I'm, I'm good to go. But the public wedding that you do with like all your family, it's like a public display of this covenant that we're now establishing. And it's almost the same with the baptism. You're, it's a public display of this covenant that you're now in with God. Can you baptize yourself? <laughs> I Can don't you raise so. yourself from the dead? <laughs> <laughs> Can you pull yourself up from your own bootstraps? Um, no, I don't think you can baptize yourself. I baptize myself. From, nah. Um, <laughs> because I think because it's symbolic, you follow the... You follow the, the, the structure given. Yeah. And biblically, we see someone baptizing another person. So John the Baptist baptizing another person. It was Jesus. even so important that Jesus himself wanted yeah. to demonstrate that. Yeah. Not that he needed to, but he mm, wanted but to But he still did it. Yeah. And so it says it is important enough yeah. to do. Just don't make it a Lose, lose its essence yeah. in, in pursuit of it. And that's, again, the dangers of... Um, when things become religious or a ritual yeah. in that regard, where it's just like, yeah, speaking tongues is a ritual, mm. um, getting baptized is a ritual, it loses the whole essence and the purpose of why we're actually doing this. Yeah. Um, even fasting becomes a ritual. We're gonna fast for 21 days, and then like, as soon as you finish that, you're still going on Chrome incognito browsers, just doing your own thing. Hey, incognito browsers are useful. <laughs> for what? For checking websites so that it doesn't know that you're the admin of the website. You can see how other people will see it. <laughs> the only thing that saves you is saying admin of the website. <laughs> for checking websites. It doesn't help. It Other people don't know you're checking a website. Yeah. <laughs> so you're no longer claiming your history browser. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, I think I was mocked the week. <laughs> One guy said his wife was furious at him, saying, you, "You're so lazy. You don't clean anything in the house other than your your <laughs> internet browser. <laughs> Mad, and even that is filthy." That works for so many levels. Yeah. Cool. So I think that's is that all the questions. Are those all the questions? Yeah. yeah. Is everyone happy with the answer that I gave? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't. I don't <laughs> seem convinced by my wife's response, but that's cool. Uh, so, what are we getting into this week? 
All right. So, um, I had a meeting with my pastor the other day. I thought about to say I had a meeting with someone. Pe- people were trying to headhunt me, but <laughs> yeah, pastor. Uh, no, that's a conversation for another day. <laughs> oh, <so yeah. laughs> when it actually happens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So no. So I just had 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 a meeting with my pastor. Just um catching up and stuff mm. and she's trying to get me to go back to university <laughs> okay your education was not good enough <laughs> no because um so talking about can you know the whole question or if like if if you knew you could, you could do anything mm. what would you do mm-hmm. and i said i'll go and do xyz mm. i won't get into that now. <laughs> I don't want any more pressure. Psychology, was it? I don't want pressure. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so I thought, I thought about going, going back to university, mm. like open university thing, do it part time. Mm. Um, and it just seems like a very long time. So like, mm. if, if if I was even to do it like part time, I think part time they said it takes six years. That sounds about right. Yeah, and I was like, six years—that's a long time. But your that that's a bachelor's, right? Yeah. Could you just jump? Because you've already done a bachelor's. Could you could you jump onto the? No, because I did engineering. Okay, so it's not transferable. But oh, okay. I don't want to talk so much about me and <laughs> my life choices. <laughs> but the, the question I wanted to pose is: Do you guys ever feel? Do you or should you ever feel too old to try something new? Yes. Okay, that's his answer. Because, you know, at a certain point, you're too old to, like... If you're 90, don't start learning to do the splits, you know. You Why? Barely, you can barely walk. Maybe you won't be able to walk at 90. <coughs> Man's prophesying over his own leg. <laughs> cool. If I make it to 90. Um, no, I, I don't think... You're, nah, nah, I was joking. I was being facetious. Um, I don't think you're ever too old to... No, actually, no, you are. Because... At some point, you're too old to go back to kindergarten and sit there with kids. You're too old to do it. Unless you're the teacher. No, like I'm saying, go back and study with kids in kindergarten. You're too old to do it. Don't do it. No, nah, but even if you are a teacher, you'll you still be learning from the kids. So you'll be studying. No, I'm saying you're enrolling Enrolling as a student. Because you never went to kindergarten before. So now you feel like you want to go to kindergarten and fulfill some lifelong dream. Fam, that's, that could actually be a business, you know. Adult kindergarten. You know, people would go and you would make so much money from that. That's sounds a business stupid. idea. Make it happen. It sounds stupid. Make it happen for you. Yeah, I think, I think sometimes <laughs> you, are, you are too old. And I think sometimes we have to be realistic about what we want to do. I think um, the way things flesh out might be um, not... Might be conditioned by your age. So... Let's just say I am 35 and I want to take GCSEs. I can't go to secondary school to take it back and go to an open college and take GCSEs. Mm-hmm. So there are options and there, there are ways in which yeah, things can yeah. kind of flesh out. Yeah. Um, I can be 50 and go back to university and do a bachelor's. And as much as most of the people are going to be 18, but I can still engage in that. Or I can do an open university thing. Um, I don't think you're ever too old enough to chase new dreams um, or to start like pursue things that you really want to pursue i genuinely believe that god has given us enough time to do what he's called us to do and so if 
at 50, you realize that, no, I actually really want to do this and it will require me to go back into education. If that is something that God has called you to do, I believe that you have enough time to do that. Now, in God's purposes, he might have given you enough time to start it and then he's going to call you back into heaven. But that's what he called you, that's what he's planned purpose for you in that regard. But I believe you've got enough time to do what God has called you to do. And if you're following what God has called you to do, then you have enough time to pursue it and it's never too late. Say you're 95. Should you pursue your dream of having children? Abraham did. Are you living in Abraham's times? Nothing nothing is out of the control of God. Abraham did. What's what's the mortality of black man? (laughs) 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 Tell me Abraham did. In America, 25. (laughs) Because Uncle Peter told a joke. Um, I think it's very dependent on where you are. And the state of your police department. I'm joking. Um, <laughs> I can't right. come back from that. <laughs> but you could pursue your, your idea of having children by fostering. Yeah. I, I guess what it comes down to or is what, 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 what Mo said and in that there are ways around. Yeah. yeah. Um, and doesn't have to be the, the immediate first yeah. reaction. Yeah. yeah. Or the way you initially intended it yeah. to be. Yeah. Or the way that yeah. pe- other people have pursued it in the sense of like the natural means. So yeah. you, you go to kindergarten or nursery and then you go this and do that. That's mm. the natural progression route. Mm. But you just, for some bizarre reason, just year one. Mm. And then you kind of want to go back. No, you can't have that experience. But even in the lives of um, your children, not living your childhood through them, but just interacting with them and learning from them in terms of what they're getting and their experiences and stuff can almost give you a sense of that. Mm. Um, and so there are always ways around different things. Um, mm. And as I said, I, I always stick by, I believe that God has given us enough time to do what he's called us to do. Um, but, um, I think regardless of when you start as well. Yeah. yeah. Robert. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you, I know I him. you really was <laughs> So mad. The longer you leave it, the longer it's going to seem. Yeah. The older you get, the more six years are going to seem like a long time. True. Because every time you look at it, you're going to be, oh my God, by the time I finish, I'll be this age. By the time I finish, I'll be this age. And it's like, if you start now, it's going to be a quicker six years. And if you wait three years to start the six yeah. years, then it's That's taking true. you nine. And That's there's true. also the question in, in what is the end result that you want? Is it like working as a psychologist? Can you, stop, can you stop talking about psychology? <laughs> working as whatever. Working as whatever. Whatever it is. Um, what's the end result? And is university the only route there? Mm. You just Are got hairs on your chin yesterday. You're not old yet. Anyway, right? just... I'm very old. <laughs> Robert came in with some... <laughs> some <laughs> I don't know what to call it. He got the, the whole frame in the mouth thing going on with the chin. Bum fluff. All of that. <clears throat> So, so yeah, I think big hair growing on his face. <laughs> anyway, I think um, <laughs> the end the end result is something that you don't necessarily need to follow the traditional routes to to get to. If it is something that you need to follow traditional routes, then I'll be like, go for it. If that's something that you want to do and you've got the dedication and consistency to be able to do that, go for it. Um, six years like is a long time to dedicate to something. It um, is, and it's. Yeah, but the six years is not going to go away. It's not going to go away. And <laughs> yeah. the longer, you, as, as Jem said, the longer you put it off, the more it's going to like weigh on your mind for like six years. But if you start, then it's five years and however many days. Mm. So it's a countdown rather than 
still like a block. So um, what is it you want to do, Robert? Nothing. Just tell us. <laughs> you want to do nothing for six years? Just tell us now. Come on. Be mm. honest with your Aimless listeners. individual. They can pray for you. They're invested I thought, I in your life. you're an advocate of being open and transparent. Come on, transparency. And then we'll get the oil and pray for you. <laughs> 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 we'll, 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 pr- we'll use argan oil so his facial hair can grow better. <laughs> Just tell us. He is battling himself. He is battling himself. What is the topic? What is the subject? Come on. Um... I don't think I really have this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> he's, in, he's in the fetal <laughs> position on the floor. I don't he understand. We're asking you about your future. Why are you scared of it? Because it's too late. It's too, too late for too what? Late. Too late. Oh my gosh, we need to get take you to the barbers and get them to time. remove this hair from your gym because you're going through a midlife <laughs> crisis <laughs> before you've even hit midlife. No, this is a quarter life crisis because I'm going to be like a million you wanted to be a millionaire? No, I'll be a million. This is not quarter then. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> okay, my abs is a bit... Is a bit so is, is, do you have problems with the six years because you've got commitment issues? Oh. oh. Commitment issues to what? To Girls. life. In general. Um... No, it's just a long time. Six years think, is a long time. I think what it is, is you don't have commitment issues, but you're just afraid to commit to the wrong thing. No, he does have commitment it's, issues. Yeah. Especially no, he actually like does have years. commitment issues, though. So it's like, he, he doesn't have a problem committing to a babes, but it's like he doesn't want to commit to the wrong babes. Oh, no, I, I can commit to the he, wrong babes. He commits <laughs> to the wrong babes all the time. I can do that. <laughs> I can commit to the wrong babes. Don't <laughs> <laughs> take, <laughs> <off the> <laughs> take that off the table. I mastered that. <laughs> He knows how to commit to the wrong babes. That's why he's in this situation. <laughs> no, I can commit to the wrong babes. <laughs> it's like, let's not get this twisted. I can do that. <laughs> wrong no, babes, come. Option, come. Mate. Wow. Leia, Leia. Yeah, um, yeah, maybe so. Maybe it's commitment issues. Maybe it is. We've discussed your commitment issues before. Really. Oh, wow. I'm not commitment issues. What is Jesus saying? Did you commit it to him? <laughs> I've talked about it to him. <laughs> and what did he say? It was a monologue, not a dialogue. It's <laughs> <laughs> a so one way conversation. All right, so I'm gonna need Peter and Mo at this point to just speak words of truth and life into Robert. Um, as he struggles, where this this <laughs> podcast just turned Pentecostal, <laughs> <laughs> I go to an independent church. Okay, um, it seems like one of your furnace members is too caught up in the fire, like it's feeling the heat of life, and needs some respite directly from the throne of Where's grace. Mm-hmm. Was that right? What psychology? So in a <laughs> 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 um, I think that yes, I would like to go on to maybe, maybe, 
commitment issues already. <laughs> already. Look at me just laughing. You can't even say <laughs> it. That's why, that's why I can't say tell it you with me. your chest. No, I'm just like, you never struggled. You never struggled before. It's just. Cause I never talk about myself. <laughs> okay, so I would like to go on to do um, psychology and counseling. Mm-hmm. And then go on to become a. <laughs> to become a counselor or therapist of some sorts. Okay. I mean, practically, is uni the only, the six years of Open University, are those the only, is that the only route to this? Or no. are there no. other, other, other avenues? And if it's a time thing, you know, is it, would it be better to commit completely to that shortened time? I don't think I have the financial freedom to be to able do to do so. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. firstly, that's not the only route. Um, I'm intending to train to be a counsellor. Hey. So I know different routes and like, um, I, c- I can hook you up with where I went. I did my counselling training. So I'm um, counselling skill training up to level three. And just the next step is the final qualification to become a qualified counsellor. Oh. And that next step is two years. Part-time, literally one day a week studying and another day practising. So I need to rack up um, practice hours. So I'll be actually counselling people, and those would be like my uh, practice count towards my practice hours. Does this count? Hmm? Does this count? It might do. Hey, no, it doesn't. No, 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 doesn't. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it's one that the course is set up in a way that by the end of it, I have enough counselling hours and enough studying hours to make me BACP accredited which is the British accreditation for counselling practice. Oh. So I can literally go into different places and start working there. I can even go into like the NHS and stuff and start working there. Mm. Um, studying up to a level three with the place that I went to will take you about one year or just like a year and a half. And then studying, the final thing is two years, one day a week study, one day um, counselling practice. So that's one and a half days, potentially two. So you can work the other three. And by the end of that, so that's about three and a half years. Accredited counsellor by the end of it. Let me just cut your life for hair. Oh. And that's not the only route that you can take. But that's specifically for counselling. Mm. So by they, and the place that I'm going to, they have got unique um, counselling theories that they focus on. So you might have to do the counselling skills and then get exposure to different theories and then kind of see which ones you want to go through because even after you go through the psychotherapy stuff because I know someone who's currently doing psychotherapy and she says after that she's still going to have to go through another three years to become a Mm counsellor so that might end up being 12 years Mm. if you go down the uni route that's crazy so there are other routes that you can go down that are more direct and it's half the price of going to the going to a uni. So going to a uni now is nine grand a year. Mm-hmm. This is nine grand for the two years. So you're paying four and a half each year. <coughs> and that's just one option. You've got others. <coughs> so if you want to do it, there are options out. And she on the BACP website, in terms of training to become a counsellor, 
or psychotherapist, they said that they recommend a three-stage route, which takes three or four years. So their their pathway is not a uni pathway. It's like do a introduction to counselling course, make sure this is what you want to do, then do your certificate in counselling skills, then get your training, mm-hmm. then register. Yep. So you don't have to stay in uni to become yep. a counsellor, basically. Okay. I think what we've learned, Robert, is good to be open. <laughs> you know what I mean? And this is coming real. from Peter. This is coming from for Peter. Real, I think, like, especially, I don't know why you didn't immediately think of it, but you've got people here that work in the field you wanted to go into. Oh, that thing. Why would you not I speak to them first? Through your hoops. Don't come and ask me questions, Peter. <laughs> <laughs> nah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Um, I with don't regards th- to being sorry, sorry. I was gonna say with regards to being so old, I don't think. Yeah. I don't think that's. I don't. I really don't think it's. Uh, it's an issue. Um, I think once you once you find something you are passionate enough mm. about, whenever you do, is the best time to yeah. go for it. And if you found out now, yeah, go after it, man. And when I was doing a um, level three counselling course, um, I had people in their fifties doing it. But also the place that I'm doing it, they say they don't take anyone under the age of twenty one. So you might have to wait a couple of years. <laughs> was that a joke, Peter? It was, it was, it was. Try again. James laughed. She was laughing out of pity. She was laughing out of pity. Out of pity. I'll take it. So yeah, um because they're like to be an effective counsellor you need life experiences. Mm. To be able to actually but you, even though you're not bringing your life experiences into it, your life experiences shapes who you are and who you are in the counselling um, room, therapeutic environment. So yeah, um, you're not. It's not too late. You can definitely go through it. Um, yeah. And the law said, make a decision. Well, right. we'll come back in a year's time and see where where we are. <laughs> <laughs> I will call you and check on you on this, as I usually do. With random stuff. I'm just going to block your number. <laughs> Let me get Anita to call you. Can't block we'll call, you, <laughs> call, call you from a payphone. <laughs> Do any of those work? They all just smell like pee now. What? Payphones. <laughs> like phone boxes. Fam, when you like, do this to work, it all smell like pee. I was like, what are we talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Where did this conversation go? Like Where did this conversation go? Um, but yeah, no. <clears throat> in a wider respect, I don't think it's ever too late to pursue dreams and aspirations. I never think it's too late to dream. Um, I never think it's too late to pick up a new hobby, to pursue a new passion. Um, you could be 75 and thinking about, oh, I want to learn a martial art. Obviously, you're going to have to be easy. Don't try to like do a head kick as soon as you go in. But like, take it gradually and just build yourself into it. Knowing that it's cool to make baby steps as a fully grown man. Like, it's all right. And I feel as though we put conditions and limits on ourselves or we say, I am here, I should have done this by now. I should have been, I should be there by now. It's like we put expectations on ourselves where we try to, um, fast forward the progress or something like that and not actually sit with the process um, so yeah I just believe that it's never too late to it's never too late to, to do what um, you're called to do and truly if God is calling you to do something 
so long as you're walking in step with God, I don't think your age is is an inhibitor. Mm-hmm. So that like God called young people to be prophets to nations, young people to prophesy to like um, high priests and stuff. And they were like, but I'm a, I'm, a, I'm like I'm young, and God's like, no, your age is not a limit, it's not a barrier. And these people were still like going strong in their old age and stuff like that. So yeah, I believe that. I believe that like nothing could harm Jesus until he was at the cross, because that was his life's mission. And so even when the Pharisees were like, um, I think it was Herod or whatever, wanted to kill Jesus, he was like, I'm not going to die outside of Jerusalem. Mm he had assurance in the mission on his life where it was like God's plans and purposes will be fulfilled. So I have that assurance that like if God has called you to do something, he's given you the right amount of time to do it. Um, So yeah, even when I say like in terms of you might want to go to university or something and God has given you enough time to do that, maybe your calling wasn't necessarily to graduate university but to impact the lives of those in the university as you go there. And God has given you enough time to do that. Um, so yeah, I believe that God has given us enough time to do what he's called us to, which requires a conversation, a dialogue, not monologue, in order to be in that relationship with him, in order to see what he's called us to. Um, and it isn't just a clear cut, yes, no, blah, 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 but it's something that God leads us in, walks with us and molds us into it. And so by the time we actually get into it, it might not make sense immediately, but it starts to make sense. I said, like, all right, cool, God, I kind of understand what you're doing here, stuff like that. Um, that process is varies from people to people. But yeah, in as much as this has been like about Robert, the reason I'm really hammering this is just to extrapolate certain things for those who are listening and just being like, yeah, if you feel strongly that God has placed something on your heart, don't let your age be a deterrent. Don't let what the expectations you place on yourself to be a deterrent learn to submit to the process learn to submit to god in the process and learn to trust in god through this as you go through it knowing that god has given you enough time to go through it cool do you feel like you've been counseled i do (laughs) thank you guys good team talk (laughs) um yeah i'll go and think about it in the meantime hookups brother go away and pray about it I'll go first. All right. Um, I'm going to give a productive... I think I might have done this one already. I might not have. There's an app called MyGP. Peter's uh, searching that. Okay, yeah, I, I don't think you have, no. There's an app called MyGP, and it's it's a really handy app where... Obviously, it's MyGP, and it? Like, it's your GP practice. You get to register via the app to be able to like book appointments and stuff on the app for your GP practice so you don't have to like stand on the phone waiting for people like waiting for the opening lines and stuff it's not good for emergency appointments so if, if there's an emergency appointment then you have to call in mm-hmm. to do it but if you need an appointment you can literally just go into the app um, get your doctor or whatever and just like booking the appointment I think it texts you a, a reminder as to when it is and there's an inbuilt messaging system that confirms that the appointment has been booked mm. um, and they're developing a module within it that um, will allow you to keep track of your prescriptions so if you have any prescriptions and stuff you can keep track of it digitally on your phone um, 
and it's got a module in it as well that helps you stay healthy so it keeps track of your height your weight bmi and stuff like that so you can use that as a tool to try remain healthy um so yeah the app is called my gp i believe it's on um google it's on android i've got it on ios but it i believe on it's on android, android. it right. is on android easy 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 we now know who uses android <laughs> all right you were confirming for you. I don't know why you're upping your feet. No, no. He wasn't confirming. I was. Anyway, so <laughs> my my hookup is uh, because we're going like productivity. And because it's never too late to start. If maybe one of your goals this year was to run or exercise more, a good app to do so and to, you know, start now. Rebaptize yourself. Restart now. Um, would be Strava. Um, Strava is a good app it's i found it's just quite accurate how do you spell that s-t-r-a-v-a okay okay uh, sierra tango romeo alpha uh, victor victor alpha <laughs> um so yeah ch- check unnecessary that out. <laughs> <laughs> i was just showing it's the accent it's the accent just in case and then people get confused um so yeah check check that out um yeah so why is this a good app peter sorry why is this a good app it's very accurate it's very accurate. I found it's very accurate. And also, I mean, you have social elements to it. Like, you can see some, if your friends are on there, it will suggest those friends to you. You can challenge each other. You can, you know, watch each other uh, run. Um, I don't believe in all of that. But, yeah. <laughs> so I found it quite very... Peter doesn't believe in friends. <laughs> Sorry? <laughs> Peter doesn't I, believe in friends. I, I, <laughs> I found it very accurate. So, yeah. Jamelia? Yeah, so my uh, hookup is an app called free prints and basically you can get 25 free prints of your photos a month um and you just pay for delivery which is like two pounds something um but they've also got another app called photo book so you can get free photo book a month um again you just pay for delivery uh, so yeah i i'm a firm believer in like getting pictures out of your phone and like tangibly in your hands the um, of a photographer <laughs> <laughs> because then you'll look at them and stuff so yeah and i i think like it's it's good to refocus on memories in a way that um you don't have to be like oh look at this online gallery that i did of these pictures because nobody cares but if you give them a photo album they'll actually flick through it so yeah this is a good way for all your little instagram selfies or um it links with your Google Drive, Instagram, Facebook, gallery, and any other app you have that um, collects pictures, and you can just select from there. Um, it also allows you to crop and stuff. So, Sweet. yeah. Nice. Thank you very much. Uh, my hookup is so currently at Uniqlo. They're they're doing these ultra stretch jeans. Join now. <laughs> it's like into the air. it's like wearing tracksuits, but they're jeans. It's so comfortable. Look, pull it, pull it, pull it, pull it. I am. Look at that extension. <laughs> I'm so done. Do you know what? When you said ultra stretch, yeah, I was just thinking some uber tight skinny jeans. That's probably what it's made for, to be honest. Yeah, I, I, I think they made it for, for people so that their testicles can breathe. Because, <laughs> <laughs> Ralph, those, those things do not, do not look comfortable. But these, and because I like to like roll on the floor and stuff like that, it's, it's so... Look at it. For real, that is stretchy. <laughs> that is hella stretchy. But anyway. <laughs> Just for the record, 
firstly, luckily, he's not wearing super tight jeans. Secondly, don't ask other guys to stretch your jeans. Hi, <laughs> <laughs> right, Pete, I'm comfortable with my sexuality. I don't know about you. <laughs> he's always questioning his. That's why he has such a problem. <laughs> the guy's not in the mic, so we can just say anything you want. <laughs> <laughs> Peter has left the building. Do you know what? Yeah, I just I just pictured this part just being edited out. <laughs> anyway, shout out to Rude for the intro outro music, Camera Turner for the ordinary, amazing logo. You can find us on Twitter at Defenders UK. You can email us at tbsfurnace at hotmail.com. You can find us at SoundCloud, soundcloud.com forward slash the Blacksons Furnace, no posture free. On all good podcasting websites, apps, including Spotify and iTunes, the Blacksmiths Furnace with no posture free. Um, I think that's everything. Um, do you, anyone have any shout outs? New. No. Like subscribe or anything? Mm-mm. Oh, just um, 66 is out. 66. Yeah, oh, we'll should be, be out. out this week. Well, should be out. If it is that, we'll put the link in the thing. Yes. Check it out. Cool. Then I guess this is the Blacksmith's Furnace signing out. Blah. Hadouken. Hadouken.